No, you are alluding to a, a very foreign delicacy that we have, um, Brussels sprout nachos. Um, if you haven't, you know, pull out your phone and look them up because they are one of the most photogenic foods that you will ever see in your life. There we go, sprouts. Possibly the one thing you never thought you'd hear used to describe this destination, or in fact, any destination. But don't worry, sprout lover or not, I think you're going to love this destination because this is episode number seven of the Travel Podcast. And today we're off the amazing destination of Scottsdale, Arizona. You're listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast. Today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Hey and welcome to The Travel Podcast. And if you love to travel, this is the podcast which will inspire you with ideas and tips to travel the world. I'm Steve Witt and I help create one of the top travel companies in the UK today. But more importantly, I'm passionate about travel. And as always, I'm joined by our team of hosts here at The Travel Podcast, plus special guests to help us explore the world. Of course, today is no different. Today, we've got Matthew and Jules, who earlier caught up with Emily from Scottsdale, Arizona, and they are talking about an amazing destination, which I confess I knew nothing about before this, but I think I fall in love with it, especially the sound of those sprouts. More of that to come, but Matthew starts by checking in, as always, a very British thing to do, by talking about the weather. What's it sort of going to get to in the afternoon uh, there today, Emily? Oh, um, you know, honestly, it'll probably, I'm not going to be as good at Celsius, but it'll probably hit about 80 Fahrenheit, which, what's that, like 25, 26 for you guys? I know it's like that yeah, perfect, beautiful temperature. Yeah, that's yeah. like a normal like summer day for us. Walk outside. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just another average day. <laughs> yeah. People would definitely be in their swimwear uh, when it's 20 degrees at 9 a.m., let alone 26. Um, so just just to to start off this episode, um, it'd be great if if you just give us an explanation of of yourself. Uh, so you know, introduce yourself, um, what you what you do out in Scottsdale, and then go into an overview of Scottsdale. As uh, a quick five minute overview, roughly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, my name's Emily. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I work for Experience Scottsdale, which is the tourism board. So my only job is to convince people to come to beautiful, sunny Arizona all the time. Um, not a hard gig when you love where you live. Um, I always joke and say that Scottsdale is the perfect place because it's kind of built by locals for locals first and tourists second. So everything that I'm going to tell you to do, I do. I recommend for others. Um, you know, Scottsdale, we are a city, uh, independent city. Some people get us confused with Phoenix because we're part of the greater Phoenix metropolitan. Um, but we are our own city. So we're located in Arizona, which is in the southwest of the U.S. Um, you know, we're about five and a half hours from Vegas by car, about four hours to the Grand Canyon and about six hours to the beach in either San Diego or California. Um, really not a bad location to kind of to kind of gateway into the greater southwest. Um, over the years, we have evolved as a, as a destination known for its resorts and our golf and our spas. Um, so we have over 70 hotels and resorts in Scottsdale, anything from a quaint little eight room bed and breakfast kind of style all the way up to a 700 plus mega luxury resort with multiple pools and dining and shops. 
Um, you know, the weather, as we've talked about, is stunning year round. Um, we get about 330 days of sunshine. Um, and even though it can get up to, let's say, 40 degrees Celsius in the summer, the other nine months, it stays at about 20 to 25. So we're pretty lucky. Um, I went to university not far from Scottsdale, and I didn't even own a winter coat because it never gets that cold here. So it's pretty lovely. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, outside of our resorts, uh, I mentioned we've got great golf courses. We have 51 premier golf courses. Um, they're known for desert golf, which is really challenging. It takes like four and a half hours because it's target style. Um, we've got really great spa products that you can waste many days in, um, just relaxing and using nature's botanicals. Um, a lot of people really like coming to Scottsdale for our old town, which is like our city center. So that's where I live. Um, it's very quaint, and very charming, and it looks like it's fake, but it's very real and genuine um, and still very cosmopolitan, even though it looks like a little old West town. Um, in addition to that, we've got great arts and culture. We've got award-winning public art, um, hundreds of galleries, world-class museums, shopping, and probably my favorite part, which is food. Um, we have over 800 restaurants in Scottsdale. Um, I have not been able to eat through them all, but you know, it is a dream. It is a dream. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, is there anything else that you want me to touch on in my, my little no, snapshot know, of Scottsdale? Um, <laughs> no, I think that's, uh, I know Jules got very excited when you mentioned food there. Um, she, well, we both <laughs> love our foods. Um, there's a nice little uh, street food place around where from our office when we're in the office, we're both working from home at the moment. Um, so that's our little uh, guilty pleasure. So, yeah, we, we will have a have a great, great time. But it, I suppose it's not, a lot of people may think of, like I said, it's part of Phoenix, uh, Arizona, rather than its own little town. And I know you touched on the fact of the nature and it'd be, you know, it's interesting how I didn't realise that, you know, it's like 43% of Scottsdale's land areas is, is like dedicated open spaces. So you're always surrounded by nature and being able to get out. So although you've got, like you said, so many restaurants and the large hotels, you'll, you'll feel like you're, you're still in nature. So I can assume that's where a lot of these spas and where people came to get away to try and relax as well yeah so it's actually kind of funny because Scottsdale started as a farming town so we were known for growing citrus because our weather is obviously so beautiful um, and the Hohokam Indians had these great canal systems for irrigation um, so we actually still kind of use those today uh, they're crazy canals one goes straight down old town now we have art festivals on it but you know it, it, it is what it is um, but as you mentioned you know we are so fortunate so we're in the Sonoran Desert which um, is by far the most beautiful, stunning desert in the world. It's so lush and so green year round, which is shocking to people. The saguaro cactus, you know, the big ones with the arms, um, we are the only desert that those grow in. So if you see them outside of the Sonoran Desert, they've actually been transported. They may not survive long. Um, they definitely don't grow in Texas, despite what Wild West sometimes makes you think. Um, but it is pretty, pretty fascinating because, you know, they get to be like six times the height of me. Um, they're very mysterious. No one really knows how old they are because the arms take between like 50 and 75 years to grow. Um, they can sprout twins. So you, they, people used to think you can count the arms. Roughly, it gives you the age. Um, but, you know, we also have Ocotillo and Teddy Bear Choya and, you know, jojoba bushes and all of these wonderful, wonderful desert plants um, that surround you with nature. 
in addition to that, as you mentioned, you know, most of our land is open space. So as a city, um, a while back, we decided that we needed to have a preserve. We needed to preserve this stunning desert. So actually a third of our a third of our city limits will never be built on. Um, it's called the McDowell Sonoran Preserve. It's definitely where locals go. Um, we're always hiking or bicycling through it. Um, sometimes you'll see a horseback, but there is no motorized vehicles allowed. Um, it's uh, hundreds and hundreds of trails that are interconnected in the Sonoran deserts through Mc the McDowell Mountains, and it's just absolutely stunning. Um, when you actually add it up, it's the largest urban preserve in the world, uh, in the United States, which is incredible. Um, like I said, I live in Old Town and despite us being a bigger city part of Phoenix, which is like the fifth largest in the US, you always can see stars no matter where you are. Um, you know, maybe it's like three or four in Old Town, but you go out into the preserve and it's just hundreds of them everywhere. Uh, we're very fortunate. A lot of our buildings, um, you know, it's, it's funny because you, you work in tourism and you see these like iconic skylines. You see, uh, you know, the, the New York skyline, the San Francisco bridge, the Vegas strip, you see all these beautiful images. And for us, we don't really have that. Um, our city is very sprawly and very built low to the ground. There's actually regulations for buildings that you cannot build over four stories unless you get special permitting or you're an apartment complex because they're really trying to preserve the nature of the land. So Old Town is like one story tall. Um, it's very cute, but it's very hard to photograph. Um, desert, same thing. You have dozens and dozens of green cacti everywhere impossible to photograph um but it's stunning it's one of those places that you go and you get this energy and this beautiful feeling of relaxation but excitement and revitalization so we're pretty lucky over here <laughs> i mean i was just thinking about relaxation there thinking of some of those hikes jules and i went on a um we did a charity trek uh, in colombia and it sort of really invoked a lot of our spirits to walk out in the in the wilderness so doing that and getting out into the nature reserve would be absolutely absolutely stunning um so i know we've been doing some re research on on the area um so i know jules has got a, some a, a great question for you yeah emily i wanted to ask i'd read about the flashlight tour at the desert botanical gardens yeah absolutely um so the desert botanical garden is definitely a unique place to visit it's one of my personal favorites my grandparents have been i've been you know all kinds of people um so it's kind of located in southern Scottsdale, kind of right on the border between us and Phoenix, we're literally next door to each other. So um, we kind of share the garden, but it's stunning because in the summer months, when it gets a little warmer, they actually do their flashlight tour series, which, um, you know, desert plants are really smart. They know it can get hot. They know it can get warm during the day. And so they're like, why am I going to bloom and die? I'm going to, I'm going to bloom at night when it's beautiful. You know, most, most animals here are also nocturnal because they know that you kind of skew your days out of the sun in the summer and so sure enough uh in the summer months they do a flashlight tour series so you get to see these beautiful cactus blooms that you never honestly get to see unless you're out at night um i always recommend going right at golden hour you get the beautiful sunset you get these beautiful golden colors and then you're there through the night and so you can kind of go back and do it again and that time you can actually see those flowers start opening up and you know the nocturnal critters kind of coming out so it's definitely a unique thing to experience and one of my personal favorites yeah another thing we love doing along the dorset coast is kayaking 
Um, I heard it's a really great experience um, along the Salt River. Yeah, no, definitely. So, you know, no matter where you are in Scottsdale, in about 45 minutes, you can get out into the Sonoran Desert and be completely surrounded by it. Uh, what people don't realize is we're also between a lot of rivers and lake systems, so people can go boating, and as you mentioned, you can go kayaking. Um, so they actually changed the river flow, so the Salt Rivers open kind of late spring, summer, um, and really you go out early in the morning, there's like this beautiful misty kind of overlay of the water. Um, I was fortunate enough to see an otter one morning, which is a very rare sighting, um, but it's by no means uh, hard to kayak. It's it's definitely not white waters. It's very mellow. You go with the flow of the river, um, but you can see up to like two dozen horses with their foals. And it's just, it's so peaceful and so relaxing um, to get out in the desert. And then you forget you're in a desert and you're like, holy cow, there's a cactus. Wait a minute. And then it reminds you that you're in the, this beautiful lush desert. So it's, it's honestly one of the best things to do when you come to Scottsdale is kayaking. So I was just going to say, I know you mentioned earlier about um, in the McDowell Preserve that you, you can't do ATV or, or anything. Is there, I know that from, like you said, there's there's lots of activities and I did have a have a little bit of a, a look as well. Um, so I know there's some great ATV or UTV tours um, and Sunset Rides, are, like you said, it's going to that golden hour. Is there like one of your favorites that you could highlight? Yeah, so kind of kind of a two-part question there. So obviously the preserve being a preserve, it's just the non-motorized vehicles. But outside of that, we've got other parts of the Sonoran Desert. We've got Tonto National Forest and a lot of other areas that you can do recreation. Um, so we have, we're very lucky that we get hot air balloon rides. So you get sunrise and sunset. Um, sunset's more of like a spring winter thing, but it's, absolutely stunning to get up above the clouds in a hot air balloon. Uh, very peaceful, even if you're scared of heights, apparently. Um, and then we also have, as you mentioned, ATVs, UTVs, Hummer tours. Um, it's it's crazy because the different levels change dramatically how your experience is. So um, there's a company that's really great. They're called Stellar Adventures. Um, I'm, you know, we're, we partner with them frequently and they're able to do all the different tiers. So I've been fortunate enough to do all of their different programming with the exception of their new beer tour, which I need to get on. Um, but they actually do a Hummer tour where you go through the desert really slowly and you get to really learn about the desert plants. I think I've learned more about the desert in that two hour tour than I've ever learned outside of it. Um, the UTV is pretty incredible. It's a side-by-side -side car. So it has a steering wheel, but it's still a little bit of that adrenaline. Um, you can fit four people in it, so it's really good for families. Uh, and then the final piece of that is the ATV, which is my favorite. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I want to go fast. I want to go all over the rocks, do what I can. Um, but what's really fortunate about having partners like Stellar and others that we work with is that they can kind of customize things. So say you're coming to Scottsdale and, you know, me and my dad are adrenaline junkies. My mom is like, absolutely not. Um, me and my dad can go on ATVs, her and my sister can go in the UTV and we can still have the same experience together, which is pretty incredible. Um, they also do a stargazing program, which is pretty, pretty fantastic. I have a picture on my phone that I took through the telescope that you can count the craters on the moon because it was that clear and that bright and that beautiful. And I learned about all kinds of constellations um, the only one I remember is Debden and Alberio because I love the names and I'm going to name future pets after it. <laughs> uh, 
So, so what what kind of pets are you gonna, are you going to have to to for those names? Um, you know, it's 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 tricky. I I was thinking like little French bulldogs because I think like oh, what are their names? Debden and Alberio. I don't know. It just kind of seems like it works, but we'll see. <laughs> very some some very cool dogs. French bulldogs <laughs> love that. And um, moving on there from obviously the the great outdoors, which is right on the doorstep. To I know you mentioned Old Town Scottsdale earlier and you know being the heart of it where you live and I know you mentioned the art district and the shopping is that and is that all based in the old town area yes it is um so old town you know it's our city center it's actually pretty walkable and small all things considered so it's about 1.6 kilometers so for instance I live on the south end my favorite bar is on the north end and it takes a solid 17 minutes to walk there at a leisurely pace hitting every red light on the way um so very easy to get around there's different districts uh we have free parking which is kind of incredible because that includes parking garages which is definitely a hot commodity um when you have sunshine all the time and then we also have a trolley that'll take you around so really really nice to kind of pop in the different different areas the arts district is extremely popular. Uh, it's in the southern southern bit. We have a free art walk every Thursday year round. Um, we have hundreds and hundreds of galleries. We've got contemporary museum or contemporary galleries that feature works from say Banksy actually all the way down to like Western Native American art, digital art, um, pottery, sculptures, bronze work, anything you would want, and we have it. Um, on the Thursdays, which is pretty special, we have Scottsdale Museum of Contemporary Art does free admission, so you can kind of make a night of it. Uh, outside of that, we have the Historic District. Uh, that's where, you know, I always recommend, that's where you're gonna get your postcards, your little tchotchkes, like I hugged a cactus souvenir and things like that. Um, it's the historic building. So even though they aren't what they used to be, there's lots of little neat ones. So the Little Red Schoolhouse, you know, it's been a jail, it's been a schoolhouse, and now it's a free museum. You've got Rusty Spur Saloon, which is a very popular uh, destination in and of itself. They have live country music seven days a week. Um, they actually are the original bank of Scottsdale. So they don't have beer on draft. They actually store all beer in the old vault. So I always joke around and say, now you can just get liquid gold um, at the old bank. And then our old post office is actually now a bar as well called Porter's. So really unique how they've taken these original historic buildings and transformed them into something else. Um, Fifth Avenue is another great little area that I love. Um, it's all the little shops. So I say that's more of, you know, your your clothing, your houseware, um, little trinkets. I discovered my favorite artists there. Um, at one of the stores and then outside of that you know you also have western spirit which is scottsdale's museum of the west the one of the debut exhibits that they had was like this huge collection of old west movie posters um, they rotate out their exhibit about three times a year so you're always going to see something new so even though you can't see that you can see the other lovely uh western heritage that they have it's a smithsonian affiliate the building was designed to actually look like a cactus and it shades itself throughout the day as part of that lead certification um and then we also have got scottsdale fashion square which is where you're going to find you know your gucci's your cartier's your lululemon's which is obviously popular because everyone wants to go shopping um and then kind of sprinkled throughout 
throughout all of Old Town, you've got restaurants, bars, we've got six Arizona wine tasting rooms. Yes, we grow wine in Arizona, um, not necessarily in Scottsdale, but you can drink the wine here. We've got local breweries. And then in addition to that, we have the entertainments district. Um, now that's where you go out out. I know that's what you guys say over there. And that is the place that you go if you are gonna have a nightclub experience with DJs, bottle service, and it is like a little horseshoe of just bar after nightclub after bar after nightclub. Um, it's really fun. Um, it can get you in trouble. But, you know, all of that that I just mentioned is in this tiny little 1.6 kilometer space, which is pretty incredible. That, that, that wow. Is. Yeah. No getting those uh, sore feet from them heels there. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, to make your feet not hurt, we actually have little golf carts that you can take around and they serve as taxi cabs. Oh, wow. So you actually have two options. <laughs> Emily, let's talk about food. Yes. Oh, I love food. <laughs> what would you like to know about the food? <laughs> okay, we've heard about this weird delicacy that you need to explain to us. Okay. In the UK, Brussels sprouts are like the worst things ever. <laughs> but you turn whoa, them whoa, into whoa. something amazing. Well, hold what on. I love Brussels sprouts at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Only because your mum makes you, Matthew. <laughs> Don't get dessert otherwise. So, so you know, you are alluding to a, a very foreign delicacy that we have, um, Brussels sprout nachos. Um, if you haven't, you know, pull out your phone and look them up because they are one of the most photogenic foods that you will ever see in your life. Um, it's at a little local restaurant called Diego Pops. It's right across the street from my office, which is very dangerous, mind you. Um, but it is basically a plate full of tortilla chips. You've got queso, um, like a white queso, and then you've got shaved Brussels sprouts, pickled onion, beet crema drizzled atop and then just to make it even more beautiful they put a sunny side egg right on top of it that you just kind of mix the yolk all together oh it's so delicious like I, I'm gonna have to go pick one up today I think <laughs> can you can you get one of those after your night out out um, I know that they do have late night options available, so I'm not sure, depends on how out, out you go, um, but I do know they have late night offerings that you can go pick it up, and then they have some other options on their menu that are delicious, like their tacos, um, and then, you know, if you, if you start your night there, you can also have a snow cone margarita if you're up to it. I'm definitely up for a snow, snow cone margarita. <laughs> My cup. That that sounds like my 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 time. It's along with the the wine tasting rooms, and I know there's also a gin tasting um, that you can do. And um, obviously, you mentioned so many restaurants. Do do you have like foodie tours? We do. So what I honestly would recommend for anyone who is like me and you really can't decide on a single restaurant to go to is to take advantage of our food tour. Um, they do take place in Old Town because they are walking food tours. So you're going to stay in that concentrated area. Um, but as a bonus, you kind of get to learn about the history about Porter's or the Rusty Spur, um, even if you don't actually go into those buildings. And why I love those tours is they only focus on local restaurants. So um, to be included in the tour, it has to be a local, a local eatery. Um, you know, even though we do have really, really great like Hispanic, Mexican, and Southwest inspired cuisine, we also have really good, you know, Italian inspired and other other delicacies around the world because so many chefs from you know San Francisco, Chicago, New York, they've come to the desert because 
the weather's beautiful. And so they kind of take all of these experiences, whether it be their family recipe or whether it's from their, um, when they were learning how to be a chef and they kind of incorporate it together and they fuse these elements from the Southwest. So it's always really unique and local, but it's delicious. Um, another staple restaurant that I always recommend, another Mexican one, you know what my favorite type of food is, um, is called The Mission. Um, there's two locations now. So we have one in Old Town Scottsdale and we have one in uh, what's called the Kirlin Commons, which is like an outdoor shopping, dining, entertainment space in the north part of Scottsdale. Um, and their guacamole is out of this world. I mean, I still have people that have visited and they're like, can I get some of that guacamole mailed to me? Um, they use like pepitas and chilies and they make it next to your table. So they mix all of it together. You can customize it to whatever your preference is. And then, um, you know, outside of that, they've got really good tacos. Um, whether you're vegetarian, vegan or not, their vegetarian butternut squash black bean tacos are one of the most flavorful things I've ever had. You're making me hungry. Thankfully, it's almost <laughs> dinner time. So once we once we finish this recording, I'll definitely be heading to the kitchen. I'm um, making myself I'm, hungry, if I'm honest. Uh, uh, yeah, but you, you've got the whole day to go to these lovely restaurants, whereas myself <laughs> and Jules will be dreaming about these later. Um, and and I noticed that there's a new uh, exhibition uh, or exhibit which is called Wonder Spaces. Um, and I know a lot of people have been putting pictures up on Instagram. Could you just delve a bit more into what, what Wonder Space is? Yeah, so Wonder Spaces is you know, um, is a new installation. So it's located in Fashion Square, which is in the north part of Old Town. Um, it's honestly one of my personal favorites. I like contemporary art, and that's kind of what I'm drawn to when I am going to go to an exhibit. And so for them, they do about 12 or 13 exhibits. It changes um, every, I want to say, like four or five months. They're on their second exhibit now. And what makes it so special is it's very interactive. So the artists incorporate lights sound um, and you can actually like walk within the exhibit right now they have um, a really interesting one called the sewing the sewing machine orchestra I think I might butcher that name but essentially it's old sewing machines that are timed to light and sound and they make music together which is pretty incredible um, and then they always have a very interactive piece so the current exhibit what they have is called the confession wall um, so they actually have little confession booths that you go in and they have these wooden placards and you write you know what your confession is sometimes they're uplifting sometimes they're kind of sad sometimes they're kind of funny um, and then they display them all on the wall and so when you go through the exhibit you can kind of like browse through them of course it's all anonymous because you did it through the confession booth um, and then you know obviously you can tell what I like to do here but at the end they have a lovely bar that you can have a sangria and whoever you went with you can talk about how wonderful the exhibit was <laughs> It sounds good to me. Anywhere in the night with a nice bar and a nice drink or a nice cocktail or a gin, margarita, wine. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like I said, you're, you're getting the culture and the art along with a nice conversation at the end over a, over a drink or a glass exactly. of water or a fruit juice, depending on what exactly. you're tickling. Exactly. And, and going on to that, I know you. Um, there's also UNICEF's World Heritage Sites. Um, talk about yeah. the art and culture in in the area. Um, I believe it's is it the Frank Lloyd Wright's um, Halliessen West. Thank yes. you very much. Yes. Yeah, thank you. So we are very fortunate, and I know that Frank Lloyd Wright is a famous archi architect, especially in the U.S. Kind of globally, he is actually who designed the Guggenheim. Um, so very very important dude. Um, so he actually 
had two homes in the US. He had one in the Midwest and then he had one in Scottsdale. So he's kind of like the official Scottsdale snowbird. So Taliesin West was his winter home. And his whole design standpoint was using the landscape and the materials you have to build a structure within it. So Taliesin West is a guided tour only uh, UNESCO World Heritage Site that's located in North Scottsdale. Um, you know, it's fabulous because it's all run by different guides who have different history pieces that they love about Frank Lloyd Wright. So anytime you go, you kind of learn their personal perspective of Frank Lloyd Wright as you're walking through the museum. Well, it's not really a museum. It's a living, it's, it's hard to classify it because it's not a museum because you walk through it. Um, it was an architectural school too. So very, very challenging, small architectural school. Um, but one of my favorite design concepts, just in terms of all the shapes and lines and colors. Um, and then what's kind of special about that is that he inspired lots of places around the area too, whether it was his students or his, his own work. So we have art and art and architectural tours as well that you can take if you really want to learn more about Frank Lloyd Wright. Another you know, kind of Frank Lloyd Wright inspired building. We have is a hotel in Old Town called Hotel Valley Ho, um, which is a historic hotel of America, even though it was only built in like the 50s or 60s. Um, so pretty incredible, very modern and chic. Uh, there are rumors of certain celebrities, you know, meeting in secret there, but they can't guarantee it because there are no pictures of them ever going. Um, but it's it's pretty special. But Talies and West, I highly recommend uh, to visit, especially to get that taste of American architecture. Oh, perfect. And, and like you say, it's, it's getting that architecture and the history. I know you mentioned earlier about um, the Native Americans built the canal system, which you still use. Um, and yes. I know some of the, some of the hotels still, um, and locally you can go and see some Native American shows um, to get to really get into that culture. And there was something else really unique that that I saw when I was um, looking up, I know you mentioned obviously sometimes the summertime is the most popular time to go, but it's actually a year round destination because of the weather and the festive season. I know that one of the, one of the hotels, I believe it is the, is it the Fairmont hotel that does um, a, their, a massive Christmas for families. Oh, yes. Very, very, which I think is amazing, especially seeing as you've got it in the desert. So could you just explain like for a family to, to visit, especially at Christmas time, it would be, Although it's a desert, you can still get that Christmassy feeling. Yeah. So one of probably the most well-known um, exhibitions during the holiday season in Scottsdale is called uh, Christmas at the Princess. So it is a massive, almost amusement park feeling event. Um, it takes over their entire hotel. Um, every space is pretty much activated. And so you can go as a guest, you can go if you're not staying at the hotel. Um, really, really great for families because they have um, kind of like a winter wonderland area where they have what's called s'more land. And so kids can make s'mores on open fire pits. They have like an ice slide, they have a Ferris wheel, build a bear workshop, an ice skating ring, which is pretty awesome because you're in the desert. Um, and then my my favorite new addition, you know, being without children, is that this most recent year, they created another space where they have these little igloos um, that have seats built in it. They have live music, live Christmas, beautiful music every night. And then you can get bottle service into these little igloos for the night. Um, and then they had these crazy like peppermint schnapps delicious drinks that you could have. Um, but 
They also have stores that are activated so that you can, you know, buy all your Christmas gifts, um, get some discounts on some spa products, which is always nice around the holidays. So really just completely activated um, with Christmas trees, lights, there's a train that actually can take people around the resort. Um, and then they have a walking Christmas light display too around their lakes by the golf course, which is pretty fantastic. And then outside of that, you know, um, I know we've talked about it, Scottsdale being a year-round destination. We also have incredible um, annual events that take place every year. Um, so also near Fairmont, but not at it, we have the Waste Management Phoenix Open every January. Um, it leads into the week of Super Bowl Sunday in America, but it is by far one of the craziest golf tournaments that the world has ever known. Um, to put it in perspective, about 260,000 people live in Scottsdale, give or take. Um, and in one year alone, um, almost 800,000 people went to a single golf course to watch golf. And me personally, I'm not a golfer. I'm terrible. I hit myself with my own ball when I tee off. Um, but I love that tournament because it kind of <laughs> kind of is welcoming for anyone. Um, and you get to get really close to the the golfers. There is the 16th hole, which has become kind of famous. Um, there's lines to get in on like a Saturday or Sunday now because they build a donut like five level stadium stand around this one hole on the golf course and then you go in and even though they have ushers to quiet the people who are watching this tournament um people heckle they heckle all day i will admit i've heckled um if you do not get it on the green it's bad for you as a golfer um but it is one of the most incredible annual experiences that we have it kind of kicks off um, our annual event season. And then another one for people who are into sports is Cactus League spring training. So kind of towards the end of February through March, we actually are home to American baseball spring training, the Cactus League. Uh, we're home to the San Francisco Giants. We also have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks play. And similar to the PGA tournament, you're right up next to those, those baseball players that you love in an intimate environment. You can lay out on the grass with some beer or some popcorn or some, you know, hot dogs. Um, for us, you can actually get carne asado tacos too. So it kind of works out. Um, but spring training is another really big annual draw. You're out in the sun. It's beautiful. And who doesn't like a good sporting event? Uh, I definitely do enjoy that kind of sporting event where you can lay in the sun and uh, eat and eat and drink and, and watch uh, a sport. I feel like watching cricket. Uh, you can just enjoy the day in, in nice weather. Um, but talk, I know, um, obviously, you're outside of uh phoenix but there's also basketball and the american football um the arizona cardinals and yep. um phoenix somebody forgotten their name sorry the sun um, the sun <laughs> phoenix suns yes um so how if people still wanted to go see like we mentioned you've got you've got so much to do in scottsdale and you're right on the doorstep of nature and relaxation in the spas but someone may also want to go to watch a basketball game or watch an american football game is the transport links quite easy to get around oh yeah absolutely so um we you know similar to most places in the u.s definitely highly recommend having a car um mainly because we are kind of sprawly so um, I didn't mention it, but so Scottsdale from the southernmost border to the northernmost border is about 50 kilometers. So it's pretty, pretty lengthy, but we're also really narrow. Um, so while, you know, it kind of sounds intimidating, uh, the Phoenix Suns, for instance, they play with the Diamondbacks in downtown Phoenix. 
which is about five, 10 minutes away from Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, which is about 10 minutes away from Old Town Scottsdale. So it's all very, very relative. Um, you know, our, our website has really great maps and resources for you to kind of look at and map out your journey. Um, but in the northern part of, of Phoenix area, that's where the Cardinals play. And so that's going to be a little bit more of a drive about 30 to 45 minutes, just because you have to take the 101 loop, which is a, one of our big highway systems, um, but all really easy to get around to kind of everywhere. And the other reason that, you know, we always recommend people have cars is that for you to get out in the desert and for you to see everything that we have, um, you really do want that car. So what we always recommend especially to people who haven't been to this area is, you know, come to Scottsdale, unpack your suitcase for a few days, take advantage of these beautiful resorts, whether, you know, it's more of an urban one or one of a more like full service luxury based one, and then unpack your suitcase. And maybe, you know, tomorrow you're going to go into the superstition mountains on the Apache trail. And maybe the next day you're going to drive up to Sedona to do a hike for the day. And maybe the next day you go up to the Grand Canyon and then you come back. Um, but we really do lend ourselves so well for a place that you can kind of relax, unwind and hub and spoke out to these beautiful places in the Southwest. Um, but as you mentioned, we've got a lot right in our backyard too. So it makes you want to stay a little longer, which we're very fortunate for. Have you, learned that, have you lived there for a long time, Emily? So it's funny, I, I have and I haven't. So I, my dad was in the army, so I'm what we call a military brat. So I've lived in 10 different states and then my grandparents live in Tennessee and I spent every summer with them. So that's unofficial 11. Um, I went to university in Tempe, which is just south of Scottsdale, about 15 minutes. Um, so I was there for four years and then I've been in this role for about three. So seven total years in this area. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's crazy because I feel like I've been here a lot longer just because it is so welcoming and people are so friendly and it's just there's such a sense of community um so you know right now it's home i'm sure it'll be here for a while i don't know if i can not have this weather again because i'm spoiled rotten <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and i can hear jules giggling away in the background there she, she likes the hot weather as well um and you mentioned obviously Un unpacking your bag staying in Scottsdale for a while and also you can use it as like a as a hub would you be able to just say how long would you say potentially for someone to stay in Scottsdale obviously there's so much to do to really experience it and then also if people were looking at it because we said it's a great gateway to the southwest what sort of itineraries would you look at doing with uh, including Scottsdale either at the start the middle or the end yeah so you know our what I would say as, as a first time kind of visitor to really get a sense of what you want to do in Scottsdale, I would always recommend five days, four nights. That really kind of gets you to be able to go out in the desert, go shopping, go to a museum, maybe do a spa treatment, lay by the pool all day. We didn't even talk about pools, um, but really it kind of does allow you to explore on your own. It does give some flexibility if you did want to take a day trip somewhere else. Um, for me, my personal favorite connection from Scottsdale is um, either going up to the northern part of Arizona, whether it's going to Las Vegas or whether it's going to the Grand Canyon Flagstaff. Um, we're very fortunate in Arizona that our topography is so different. So, you know, in the northern part, you've got Monument Valley, Antelope Canyon, Lake Powell, Grand Canyon, these huge, beautiful, iconic western views. You drive a little south, you're in Flagstaff, there's hiking, there's snowboarding, there's skiing, you're in a mountain town. You go a little further and you open into this valley of Sedona with, with its stunning red rocks. 
Then you go like an hour more south and then you're surrounded. First it's one, then it's two, then it's dozens of saguaro cactus everywhere. And that's all within a four hour drive, which is just crazy when you think about it. Um, so that's a, one of my favorite ways to see the state. Um, and then kind of when you go on the south, you have Tucson, which is with its beautiful history. And then if you're going to San Diego, you get these stunning sand dunes that you can do all kinds of stuff on. And then you hit the mountains outside of San Diego and then you're in the ocean within six hours. So we're very lucky no matter how you kind of loop into us. Um, you know, there are certain times of the year actually that in the spring particularly, you can snowboard in Flagstaff and lay by the pool in Scottsdale all in the same day. That sounds wow. like my cup of tea. <laughs> well, it's definitely not snowboarding. I'm a skier. I'm a skier, so <laughs> I wouldn't be snowboarding, but yeah, it sounds, sounds very good. Uh, and um, there's also, sorry, I know you were mentioning coming in from even the likes of Colorado down and through New Mexico and coming in and doing that sort of area, which is another great little fly drive route um, to really see, again, Native American sites, the mountains and, you know, lots of stunning views uh, if anyone really likes to get out and explore the nature. Yeah, so obviously having I lived in Colorado actually. So when I went to university, I would drive home during our long winter break. So I would have to drive from um, Arizona up to Colorado. So I learned that the most beautiful quick route is actually to take um, the highway through the Tonto National Forest through Payson. And then you go up and you connect to the interstate that connects at Gallup. And then it goes over to, you know, Albuquerque. And then you go through Taos and all of that. And then you're up in Colorado within like 12 hours. Um, but obviously there's lots of routing around the way that you can mix and match because there's tons of sites. I mean, the Southwest, it's, it's hard to pick one. Um, that's why I'm not selfish. And I say, you know, give, give Scottsdale four day, five days, four nights, you know, get out in our desert. Um, when I'm building itineraries, that's usually what I'm trying to get. Um, but that said, you know, if, if you don't have as much time, and this is probably the most important thing that I, I stress when I'm doing my job is that if you only have a night, just just make sure you maximize it in whatever way it is, you know, get here before the sun sets, leave a little bit in the, in the morning and you can get really clever and creative with how you do it. Um, but take advantage of all the wonderful things we have because it gives you a good little taste and then you're going to want to come back and maybe, you know, the next time you stay a little longer, we have heard from our hotels that sometimes people come from the UK for like 14 days. I totally get it. Um, I live here and I still can't do it all. And depending on what you personally prefer to do, you can make a trip as it's, you know, art, art related, history related, outdoor related, or a, a hodgepodge of it all, which is what I always recommend. Fantastic. It seems such a diverse place. It so is. you've lived there for seven <laughs> years. You still haven't done it all. What are your top five tips for us? Oh, okay. Let's see. Okay. So top five tips. Um, it's, 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 Oh, okay. That's hard. Let me see what I can come up with. So tip number one would definitely be make sure that you pick, make sure you look at the collection of hotels that we have if you're not fortunate enough to live here and really pick a hotel based on what you like. Um, not a lot of places in the world have as many diverse hotels that we have. So it's not even just the number. If we only had 70 hotels that look the same, that would be one thing. But every single one of our hotels has its own unique personality. Um, so really, you know, 
Number one, do your research, figure out what you want. Do you want to stay in a bungalow style resort? Do you want a three-story water slide? Or do you want a lazy river? Because all of those are questions you can ask yourself and all three are going to be located in different areas. Um, part number two, no matter what, get into the desert. If you have time, explore the Sonoran Desert, go on a hike, work with one of our fabulous partners that can guide you and teach you about the desert. Or, you know, if hiking is not your thing, go to the Desert Botanical Garden. Just get outside and explore this nature that we're so fortunate to have. Um, part number three, you know, definitely eat local cuisine. No matter what you do, make sure you go to a local restaurant or five or 10 um, because you will not be disappointed. Uh, number four, I would say definitely immerse yourself in the art in some capacity, whether it's going to a place like Wonder Spaces, whether it's going on an art walk, whether it's you're here when the canal convergence is taking place and you can see a live art installation event, um, get outside. And then the fifth, let's say, oh, it's so tough. This is such a hard, hard decision. Um, I would say as number five, um, take your time. Don't rush it. I think that we're fortunate enough that we have so much to do that it's not a checkmark destination. Um, you know, we do have iconic places. You can take a beautiful selfie. Everyone has a saguaro hugging picture. Um, but, you know, really make sure you give yourself enough time to really explore the destination and see what all it has to offer. They're fantastic tips. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, some, some great insight there, especially about, like I said, really think about what you're wanting to do there because it is so diverse and if your time is limited um planning and where you're staying will potentially optimize your your time especially if you're only going to be there for a few days i can definitely see why people from the uk will stay there for two weeks um it has everything <laughs> and predominantly the sunshine but also the relaxation you can get out and explore you've got sports you're close to other destinations for a day trip or potentially pop off to vegas for a few nights and then come back and relax before your time home and enjoy the spas um so i mean i'm really in, in thrill by i mean i've been fortunate enough to go to arizona previously and i know what a great destination it is um but i never really knew even though i was in tempe um so i wasn't far from scottsdale but i didn't realize even i've learned so much about the area today on, on this episode um i just thought it wasn't so diverse um and knowing <laughs> how diverse now scottsdale is um it's definitely definitely a destination that I want to go back to, um, Arizona in general, but really to explore the great outdoors is something that I love doing. Um, and I just want to say thank you very much for joining us on this episode. Yeah. Thanks um, for if, having me. No, no, if you have, uh, if you if you want to go and explore any of the um, cool little tips that uh, Emily has mentioned today, we'll have that on the travelpodcast.com. So go to travelpodcast.com, um, find our Arizona, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona episode. And on that page, you'll have links to um, everything we've talked about. And we've also got a cool little video uh, that Emily has sent over to us on there to do, a, a, again, a nice little brief uh, intro to Arizona and also the link to experiencescottsdale.com which is um, obviously Emily works for and also has great itinerary building great videos on there and can, you can really get involved in um, what Scottsdale has to offer before your trip so do make sure you check out that website um, so again thank you Emily thank you Jules for joining us today so there we go sprout nachos anybody 
sound interesting, don't they? Obviously, uh, food is an important part of the journey through Scottsdale, Arizona, but there's so much to do. If you missed any of that, um, do check out our show notes. We've got links to everything we mentioned in today's episode there. Um, Also, I mean, fantastic information from Emily there. Lots of great things. Those top five uh, tips were brilliant. Do uh, yeah, share this episode with anyone else you think might be interested in going to Scottsdale, Arizona. Absolutely fantastic. You can check out the show notes for more details and a transcript if you missed anything. But for now, thanks for joining us. And if you like the show, please do share it with other people and please do rate us on iTunes. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends. But also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.